Welcome to the Tour Talk Golf Podcast, where we walk the walk. Now let's talk the talk. I'm your co-host, Sean McBride. Together with my wife, Maria, we share our inside the ropes experience from all the major golf tours. Welcome back, Maria, from Maryland and a nice road trip, lacrosse trip with our daughter. Yeah, thank you. Uh, It was fun to go on a little weekend trip. We left Friday, got back Sunday. It was a busy, kind of busy schedule for them. Um, It was in Baltimore, Maryland. I guess that's the hub of lacrosse. It is. That's where all the colleges play lacrosse, all the high school, all the middle schools. This is a really big area for lacrosse, which is fun. And uh, they had a good result. They won five out of five games on Saturday. Uh, so that was a lot of fun for them. It was kind of uh, Emily's first trip outside of Florida and uh, competing with a really good team. So that was a it was a good weekend. It was cold though. It was hand warmers and four layers, and it was woolly hot. I'm getting really uh, soft and cold living down here in Florida lately. Um, but it was fun. So what have you been up to? I know you've been busy as well. Well. While the girls are away, uh, man time, it's especially uh, important for the guy to make sure he just chills. So um, on the weekend while you're away, did a couple of things. Um, as we know, we've got our electric bikes now. Yeah. Um, so that's even more senior living that we've got going on. Um, but took the trouble to throw it in the, you know, the back of the Jeep and then head to um, West Orange Bike Trail. Uh, over near Winter Park. It's a Winter great... Park, Winter Garden, sorry. Yeah, great trail, anyway. Great trail and yep. uh, the biking community, full of energy. It's all, It's very nice, actually. It's a nice little reality check that the world is not quite as crazy as what you think it is. People still get out there and exercise regularly. Uh, whether you're on an electric bike, any sort of bicycle, walking, running, that trail is uh, fantastic just because it goes from one particular point into little old town winter garden and then heads further out if you want to go out which i did um but ultimately just being in and around winter garden is always a great vibe so i had that going on on the saturday got back and thought well it's time to watch a couple of movies. You know I love <laughs> to watch a couple of movies. So He loves um, his movie watching, I yeah. I do watch mm-hmm. some I do watch a lot of movies and I yeah. seem to repeat watching the movies as well as you brought to my attention. So Yes. Uh, couple a couple of things. Of All Quiet on the Western Front was a uh, fantastic World War One military movie and it's kind of filmed from the side of the Germans versus the heroic American come to save everybody. Um sort of genre, so uh, three or four guys, uh, three or four German soldiers Mm -hmm. uh, heading off to the Western Front in World War I and just a very, very good World War I movie, so if anybody wants to watch that. And while I was at it, a little throwback to just a Bill Murray classic, which was Kingpin, (laughs) uh, which I'd never seen before and I don't know why because I love all those sort of movies. They were the Farrelly Brothers movies. Right. So this movie started and... Within the first couple of scenes, I my eye got caught to two guys uh, basically dancing or being part of the scene there, and it was PJ Tour players Brad Faxon and Billy Andre. <laughs> really? I don't know how the hell they got into this movie. I don't know. They must I didn't have known know they were in the movie. Neither somehow. did I, and no. I freeze-framed it, if that's even a word these days. Freeze-framed it, went back, had a look at it. It was like, yes, I'm actually seeing that, and I text uh, – a picture of that straight over to my old boss, Bryce Mulder, and we used to love stuff like that, just uh, 
seeing yeah, different things part of the movies yeah. and he's like I don't believe that and I said surely you knew about this and he said no I had no idea so that's one of the greatest post caddying <laughs> observations I've ever seen so well done so that was why my weekend electric biking mm-hmm. some movies and yeah just walking the and dogs. Formula One of course and Formula One always watching Formula One so yeah you know that's kind of what we did to fill in our weekend what else has been going on well, what else has been going on? I know there was a live event that was played this uh, weekend. There was the playoffs. Uh, I guess that's what they call it. Playoffs? Mm. Is that what they call it? Um, and it was played down in Miami at um, Trump International. Yes, the old blue monster, yeah. Doral. Yeah, and it's a, we used to play there. We actually, did. LPJ tour play there. And it, I remember it was being so windy and it was really, really difficult. Uh, but anyway, so they played down there and we had a good friend of ours that um, Henrik Stenson was very generous to give him some tickets. So it was the first time um, that our friend went there and um, he went on a Sunday and unfortunately Henrik's team didn't qualify for the Sunday. So he wasn't there, but... Um, he was there and it was for his first time. He just did some observations and just some inputs. And um, he thought it was, a, it was a good event. It was fun to go to. It was very good crowds, he thought. So, so that was, you know, a lot of times you hear that they say, oh, the crowds are terrible. Particularly around the staging of 18, 10th tee, 9th green, which does allow yeah. there at Doral for that sort of grandstand sort of finished so that's where yeah, the crowds were but absolutely. he was quite encouraged encouraged to see that yeah yeah definitely um obviously there was only 16 players left on the sunday mm. so it wasn't that much golf to be seen really because they're all the way also spread out on the course so it's not really he said that was kind of what he felt was a little bit of, of lacking in you know the competition part um and the scoring was a little bit difficult to, to kind of follow unless you're, you know, a high-tech freak and you know how to get onto the websites, how to follow the live scoring and everything. But A high-tech freak being somebody that's probably from the millennial mindset? A little bit more millennial mindset. I, I like my high-tech. You know, Sean doesn't really that much, but I, I like you, it. I wouldn't but call you a freak, though. I'm not a freak, and you don't have to be a freak to be able to – to go on it, but it's, you know, he just felt that knowing, you know, how the team is standing, how are they doing individually and how the games were going, he thought it was just a little bit harder to follow than maybe the regular event. Uh, he felt maybe it's a great entertainment for, like you say, the millennials um, and that kind of younger generation. And I think that's what younger people are after probably now. They want it sharp. They want it fast. They want the entertainment. Maybe not care so much about, about the golf, but everything else around it is kind of targeted more towards a younger um, generation and viewers, I would feel. Yeah, I think um, this is sort of brewed a lot over the years. Um, what you're seeing with Liv um, has probably stemmed from and continues to do the 16th hole at the Phoenix Open. So younger generation college kids uh, at that golf hole, you know, carried carried their handful of Phoenix Opens and it is a party atmosphere. Yeah. Um, But what you're seeing there is, yes, it's got a cult following, that particular event, but everybody that goes there to to that event for that particular hole pretty much comes through the gates and 
beelines it straight to the 16th and spends the whole day there. So yeah. are they there to see the golf like on other holes? Not at all. They're there to see and be part of an entertainment package for that particular day. So mm. from that, um, I remember doing quite a few Australian events, uh, Men's Australian Opens, where the Australian organisers tried to sort of leverage off that and create sort of a party hole at the Australian Open, which didn't really go down well, but it paralleled into sort of the millennial guys and girls coming along that really are just going for the social setting of one particular hole. They don't want to be drudged around a golf course. Girlfriends don't want to be you know, pulled around the golf course by some sort of golf tragic boyfriend that wants to see players play particular golf shots. So they're going there for the social um, interaction. Yeah. Fast forward a few years and now we have Liv and I can see definitely um, almost uh, with the Liv event just played on the weekend in that particular setting, there's almost, I wouldn't say it's as, as uh, crazy as the 16th hole at Phoenix, but there's a lot of vibe going on with people just being in one particular location. So, Yeah, and I think maybe that attracts people outside of the golf community mm, as well definitely. and that's probably what they're trying to get to too uh not just someone that is there to just enjoy the golf um it's some someone else you can go as a you know a couple of couples go and just have enjoy the time and sit there and and drink and just enjoy the entertainment rather than the golf yeah where where it's kind of a bit counterintuitive is i like that setting and i like how live um is offering something very different to the standard pga tour experience so it's more explosive. It's it's louder. That's what it says. Golf, but louder, right? Yeah. It's their catch cry. Right. But the problem with that is uh, if they've got this setting and they've created this atmosphere and a, a millennial sort of mindset wants to enjoy it, or even the people of our generation want to go and experience something different to the PGA Tour, you go and find your seat, you sit there in a sort of one location, you don't have to move for much of the day. Right. But if you've only got 16 players, that's a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. So uh, I think, and, and also what I've heard is Liv is just, I mean, they're just starting up. Mm. They are, you know, having new plans going forward uh, to expand the field, having bigger field. You can qualify for the tour. So I think that's what they're looking at. I mean, you have to start somewhere, I guess, uh, whether this will come through or not, whether the... Um, you know, financial backing, are they interested? What? How are they looking at it? What are their goals with this mm. whole thing? Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see what what comes with it. Well, it, but, will, um, it will evolve because yeah. you've got to remember um, only back in, I think, April, maybe even later than that, you know, they didn't – this thing wasn't even off the ground. So they've gone and had um, – you know, a handful of events around the world, some of them here in North America, uh, down in Asia, over in Europe. So to get this off the ground this first year, I'm sure anybody associated with Liv, Greg Norman, all the way down, uh, would just be looking to use this first year, maybe even the second year, as a tester. Now they can financially sort of do that. Yeah. Almost yeah. like a soft opening to a restaurant on a mag mega scale. Right. Um, you know, just kind of get a feel for the format, the players, the locations, the logistical nightmare it would be to actually set up a golf tournament. So I wouldn't put any credence on any sort of golf um, media types having a, an opinion on the the substance of the golf event because a very short three, four, five, ten years down the 
track, um, Liv will be pulsing very, very well and it will look very different to what it is now, I think. so. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I th- it was great feedback from our, from our friend that went there and experienced yeah. it. Yeah. He had a lot of good things to say, but he also had some cautionary stuff. And he comes from yeah. a... Um, you know, a very good background in the golf industry here in Florida. So it was really good. Mm, I think it was a, well, I, I read RNA um, are going to come out and say in February or something whether they're going to allow the live players to play um, in, you know, the British Open. And uh, he's kind of already said um, that we don't want to block out anyone. It's an open. That's why it's called British Open. Yeah, this is Martin Slumbers, so, the head yeah. of the RNA. Yeah, so I think if he goes and say, we're going to let them play, I can't see how the other majors are going to block them either. No, they but won't. They won't. As, we, as, as we've said right from day one, this will um, be a punching bag for quite a while and everybody will settle into their places, it will be accepted and then uh, the mouthpieces of the PGA Tour will find their um, – They'll have to eat a bit of humble pie because some of those players that have been quite mouthy, one particular player, will probably end up playing in a live event at some particular point before his career finishes. So um, yeah, ultimately, we'll in the end, it's all drama. It's it's good for the game, I think, um, as much as it looked like it was being controversial, I think, um, because golf is very, very vanilla in regards to the industry, incredibly vanilla. Um, when a flavor comes along that wasn't quite to the taste of everybody, um, it rocked the ship, but it'll, it'll sort itself out. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Well, going on from live, you have got something going on uh, today or this week. Yes. I guess it's a, um, it's a little feeder to for, for players that ultimately see things like the Live and the PGA Tour and Corn Ferry and, of course, there's got to be players further down the ranks that are looking for that little break. And Latin Q School uh, is currently going on at the moment and there is um, several locations around Florida, mm. I think, at different dates and then also parts of the country as well. But It's actually uh, a pretty big Q School as well. It I is. Think, yeah. it's, it's important for these guys. Right. Um, my guy that I've been coaching for a year, he's going to uh, play today. Uh, I'm going to be out there with him. And, um, you know, Latin Q School for these guys is a huge thing because they – get a chance to go and play a what they regard as the next level tour for these guys. A lot of these guys playing in Latin Q schools are mini tour players, uh, fresh out of college players. Um, so they're very, very green. Uh, some of them are probably playing because they fi- have the financial help, but they ha- do they really have the ability? Or, or the get, drive. Or the drive. They get found out when they go out there and try and put four rounds together. Mm. Uh, a lot of these guys I've found of. Um, you know, they play these little satellite events, moonlight events, uh, other events around America, and they're playing one-round events, two-round events in golf carts, and then they go and play a Q school, which comes with a completely different mindset, plus they're now playing uh, four rounds um, and, and walking. So Yeah, yeah that's uh, different. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally different mindset. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they're not ready for that. And then, as we know, you can drop shots on a golf course uh, throughout the course of your round just through just being underprepared. So uh, a little reminder to my guy for um, for today and tomorrow, I sent him a message about three or four days ago, just some basic stuff that he needs to be prepared for that really kind of goes unchecked because these guys just throw their clubs on a golf cart each week when they play a moonlight event or a, any sort of mini tour event and it just becomes second nature to 
being able to be accessible to go and get stuff if they need it. But when you, you don't get that chance when you're walking. So little things get past these guys. Latin Q School's there for a reason. It gets a feeder system. Um, and hopefully my guy goes pretty good. He's improved immensely in the last year. He tried to go for Q School last year. He really wasn't ready. And I'd only been working with him for about two or three weeks. Um, a year down the track, he's matured really nicely. His golf is pretty good. He's starting to shoot some decent scores in these mini tour events. Let's yeah. just see if he can get on a bit of a roll uh, today, tomorrow, and um, see if he can kind of get into the third and fourth round and get a taste of what it's like to really try and put four rounds together. So looking forward yeah, to definitely. that. Yeah, definitely. That'll be fun. Um, you know, so it's been a busy weekend for you, for us. Um, we've talked a little bit about what's going on around in the golf, but it wouldn't be a podcast unless we sort of edge towards wrapping it up but I think we're going to expand a little bit on our good, bad and ugly because Sean's decided to contribute this week. How about we go for our weekly good, bad and ugly? Drum roll. Yes, Sean is prepared this week. I and that's am, kind of I interesting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So you got a lot of pressure this week. Yes, you? but I've got some I good ones. Know. You have some good ones. I'm coming to the party with some good ones. Oh, that's good. That's good. So are you going to start today with your ugly? I am. And with the reason why we uh, do good, bad and ugly in reverse is yeah. because Sean loves to finish on a good <laughs> Because he's that positive guy. He is, yes. Um, my mm-hmm. ugly, yep. uh, this has become quite apparent in the last 24 hours. Some different news cycles are showing these things happen. And particularly today, one of them was horrendous to look at. And that is in Serbia, uh, a tennis father uh, has absolutely gone domestic violence on his daughter right. uh, on the court. Mm-hmm. It was filmed Um you can look at that two ways. The person that filmed it, why are they standing there filming it so long without actually doing anything about it? But this was actually, this guy was arrested right. uh, for doing what he did to his daughter. Um, the comments from the tennis community from the highest level of the ATP were just disgusted at seeing this. Uh, unfortunately, it's not unfamiliar. No. Um, no. So this tennis father just beat the hell out of his daughter for, I guess, for not trying or he he didn't think that she was trying as much so i haven't got any comments on whether she was trying or wasn't trying but if you're if you're a father of any sort and you're doing that to your uh or anybody kids to, to be to, quite yeah. honest is just absolutely despicable hope he goes away for a long time but unfortunately the daughter will be broken for the rest of her life yeah and um, yeah. on top of that we had the michigan football team you know also getting in a massive um post-game issue in the tunnel. So there's mm. a lawsuit going on there. Yeah. And then also um, this, there was a, a big altercation with female soccer players on the weekend where there was a serious fist fight and, and it cleared the bench. All the players came off. So a bit concerned about what we're seeing, um, you know, violence on the courts, on the fields, in the tunnels. It's never great. It's It's been around for a long time, but it's now even mm. more prevalent with phones and awareness and media and everything like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. People can see it more as well. And it's, more, yeah. yeah, it's my ugly. It's just that uh, people getting out of control and no disciplines are not great. That was my ugly. What have you got for us? Okay, so... Um, did you see about Grayson Morris' so, uh, severe scooter accident this week? I did read about it. 
Yeah. I don't know what he did. I, I know yeah. that he's hurt himself badly. He did hurt himself really bad. So he was over in um, Bermuda playing the tournament this week. Well, he was supposed to play the tournament. And when you go to Bermuda, you as a tourist, you cannot rent cars. You can't have rental cars. So you have to go by taxi or you have to rent a scooter. So a lot of people rent scooters because yep. it's a nice, easy way to, cool. to travel around. But obviously they're driving on the other side mm. and the roads are very, very narrow. Because it's British, still under British colony, yeah. colony so therefore rules apply differently. <laughs> they do apply differently. So he and his caddy was coming back from having dinner, going back to his hotel and he didn't turn quick enough around a corner mm. and hit head on into a car. Mm. He obviously flew off his scooter and landed really badly. He got um, knocked unconscious, taken to hospital, got 50 stitches, 25 of them in his face. Mm. Like he scratched his whole face. Uh, he can't remember anything because obviously he was unconscious. That's probably a good thing. Probably is a good thing. Um but uh, his caddy, um, obviously he couldn't stop either, but he got road rash, so he was okay. Mm. And he actually uh, caddied for Johnson Wagner that got in instead of uh, Grayson Murray. But that is really scary. He said he's very, very lucky. He's fortunate to, to be where he is. He um, actually said if he hadn't had all the scratches on his hands and arms, he probably would have tried to play. But... Um, it's kind of scary and things that can happen without you just just like that happen, pop up and you can be damaged for the rest of your you know life. Being a professional golfer, especially using your hands and, and arms is a very important part. Not great. Um, as somebody that's ridden motorcycles for 45 years and my 50 years being here, um, yeah. touch wood. I right. have avoided uh, anything like that, um, but it goes with the territory, unfortunately. And normally, unless there's alcohol or speed involved from a motorcycle point of view, it's normally the car. Um, yeah, because they're not aware. They're of not aware. They're not seeing. The and, and don't and get me started about phones and people that drive cars now. So, yeah, not a great one. Um, no. Hopefully, he'll be but okay, and his recovery will uh, allow him. I'm sure we go for a medical extension and everything. The PGA Tour will do a great job of helping him out there. So, yeah, yeah, a welcomed recovery. I'm sure. Um, my bad. You're right. As we go into bads, uh, is not anywhere near the injuries that you're talking about there. But my bad is. Uh, my neck and shoulder after I go on caddy for a little bit. <laughs> Your neck and shoulder. Yeah, my neck and shoulder. So I caddy for Laura a couple of weeks ago uh, up in, the, mm. in New York on the LET event. It's taken me three weeks to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will put a little bit of a shout out to a fantastic chiropractor here in the Orlando area at OCC. Um, she did a great job. She's just got a great manner about her. She's incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, Sabrina is her name um, over at OCC can't really tell you the directions i just know where it is um always great service when you go in there she did a fantastic job of uh, cracking me back into place relieved the pressure straight away and then encouraged me to start getting into a bit of basic yoga been doing that this week yeah and i must admit i feel better for it so <laughs> that uh, peloton family is a good family as well peloton families that was my bad uh-huh. that's kind of got me towards edging towards good but before we go to good what was your bad my bad is Halloween is over. Oh, right? thank God for that. <laughs> a 
first of November today. Yeah. But the bad that comes to that is now for a month and a half we will hear Christmas music yeah. everywhere. Yes. And the Christmas decorations will be coming up after we take the Halloween decorations down. Oh yeah. Uh I love my Christmas decorations. Yes. Um, sure knows. <laughs> But that is the best part. We didn't have much Halloween. I kind of saved you a bit from that this year. Well, I threw most of it away. That's why you didn't have much choice. Well, but. maybe. But uh, we will now hear Christmas everywhere, I think, for it a is. while. So you almost get fed up with Christmas before it even gets here. No, you can't get fed up with Christmas. But Thanksgiving no. comes before Christmas, which is a really it special does. time in America. Yeah, So it is special. Um, yeah. And what is your good, though? We have to finish off with his goodie. My good. So my good is a little bit of that. You know, mm-hmm. November 1st today, fall, yeah. Thanksgiving is coming up. I like getting past Halloween as well. It's mm-hmm. a gimmick as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, yeah, we did We did achieve one thing this year, which has been great. We ended up getting to a point where we had to board the house up uh, <laughs> just to stop people ringing the doorbell. So we achieved that after all these years. Well yeah, done. but that's because our dogs bark so every time someone rings the doorbell. So November, fall, Thanksgiving, December, family coming over from Sweden for you and Christmas and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But my good, as we know, I'm a big Formula One fan and the Sky Sports guys do a great coverage every time there's a a formula one event on and i will say power to the women because lewis hamilton is doing a great job of bringing diversity to formula one right um through cultural diversity and then also uh sort of encouraging females to get into prominent roles within the formula one industry which has been incredibly male dominated for since its existence to be quite honest yeah yeah. but two two girls in particular one of them is a formula former uh indycar driver in danica patrick Mm -hmm. who does some sort of guest hosting uh probably with the events here in america and mexico close by brazil maybe as well and then sky sports um roving formula one reporter natalie pinkham both girls really hold their own amongst those guys. They're fantastic, really knowledgeable. Um, there's a lot of respect that they give the drivers and the other commentators, but likewise it's 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 handed back to those girls as well because they're doing a fantastic job. So that was my good. I just like watching Formula One and I love the input of the female, um, particularly Danica, because uh, I watched her do a NASCAR race towards the end of her career and at Daytona once. Right. And not that you can see a driver when they're obviously flying around at 200 mile an hour, but you've got to give credit. This is a little girl um, that's in a male-dominated sport handling a car at that speed. All credit to her. And so she gets my total respect. When, you, when she's got something to say, you listen because she delivers it so well. So mm. thank you very much. That was my good. Oh, that's good. What about yourself to finish off this nice well, little full finish podcast? So I haven't really mentioned much about my Tampa Bay Lightning so mm. far. Uh, but we have started off a little slow this year. We lost some players, which you always will when, when you're in the, you know, Stanley Cup for three years with the salary cap that they have on NHL. You got to lose players. Um, that's just comes with everything, which I think is a good, good thing because it evens out teams a little bit more. Uh, but we're finally kind of with a few new players getting back into the play, getting back into rhythm and everything. We're starting to play a little bit better again. But also the, um, you know, regular season, you just want to get to the playoffs. And from then, 
everything starts from zero. So um, getting it all out there, but uh, I think Tampa Bay will, the Lightning will be going good again this year. I think so. They always seem to get off a bit of a slow start and yeah. steamroll everybody as they get to mid-season towards the end of the season. So I, yeah. haven't, I have noticed you haven't been exactly uh, parochial about Tampa so early on in the season because they have <laughs> been away a little bit. So uh, They have been away, actually. They just played three games away and the one, two out of three, which is good being away but they're coming back home playing tonight so i'll be watching that is a good that is a good podcast that we've got through again and of course before we leave we cannot leave without you signing off so eloquently like you do every time (laughs) of course you have to remember to subscribe to our youtube channel and we will post a few new videos there so we're sorry we've been a little bit slow on youtube uh and also follow us on twitter instagram and facebook But you have to remember, we walk the walk. So let's talk the talk. See you next week.